Check out bmfcast.com for all our episodes and links to our social things. And for tons of bonus content, head over to patreon.com slash bmfcast. This week on the BAMCast, no drugs are good. Now give me my wife. One stop, we're in. All right, welcome to the BAMFCast. Hey, hey BAMFCast. Episode 431. I'm back, bitches. We're going to get to that. <laughs> Wait your turn. Yeah. Yeah. Look at <laughs> Mr. Aggressive over yeah. here. <laughs> He's happy. Well, <laughs> just in case you need to know, I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ, and I'm back. And I'm Chuck, and I've been here. Yeah. BJ's so, back, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chuck never leaves. No, yeah. I, I live here. Yeah. <laughs> no, I live here. Oh, oh. Wait. <laughs> so, just in case you're not uh, familiar with what we do each and every week here on the BAMCast, is we go and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie. Then we come in here and talk about it for the first half, and then we rate them. Good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. I got one of five jocks and robot jocks. Robot jocks. <laughs> robot jocks fighting. Pretty fucking good. It is. Yeah. However, there are bad, bad movies. As stay away. They get a negative sliding scale. One of five bags is in giant bags of trash. Oh, no. In which we mm. wish to place them. They're not great. They go in the dumpster. Yeah. Not great. We throw them out. Not great, Bob. Get out. So, um, we're doing Freedom Month. Yeah. And we're celebrating America? Yes. By watching a Gary Daniels movie. Right. A Gary Daniels movie. Daniels. <laughs> Gary Daniels. <laughs> and the one that we uh, came upon is called Capital Punishment. That's America themed. <laughs> I see. Okay. I mean, yeah. Yes. Right. I, I yeah, got gotcha. you. You get it? Yeah. yeah from 1991. You it is the it? opposite of freedom, though. The year many were put to death. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Through capital punishment. Right. Banner year. Or not. Probably. Depending in on the side you're on. We usually do a plot summary thing. There's a bunch of them everywhere. None of them are good. None of them are accurate. Okay. None of them are right. Oh. Gary uh, Daniels kickboxes a lot of people. Yeah. And it occasionally makes some sense. Not often. Mm, I don't know about that. Some. I said well, some. Like, like some is is more than zero. But part, there are some transitions that from point A to point B are like, okay, I understand this. Like he was there and now he's there. Right. <laughs> I'm not lost. Yeah. So we're going to attempt to go through this, but mm, shit, man. Well, shit, man. Shit. Should I get some... Yeah, we got, some we got some information we got some behind out of the, the scenes, first. possible Banffcast alums. Well, we know there are some. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Gary Daniels, of course, being the first one uh-huh. from City Hunter. Rage. Yeah. Fist of the North Star. Firepower and Hunt to Kill. Hunt to Kill. Hunt to Kill. I keep forgetting he was in Hunt to Kill. We didn't know who he was when we watched Hunt to yeah, Kill. Yeah, that's right. We, we yeah. just called him that Australian guy. Yeah. Yeah. We were naive. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's David Carradine. Oh. From uh, Q, the Winged Serpent. Mm-hmm. Lone Wolf McQuaid, yep. Think Big, Martial Law, Karate Cop, Karate, and also Great Lady Down from uh, Banffcast that's, Extra. That's a Banffcast Extra title. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, Tadashi Yamashita of Jim Kata and American Ninja. Yeah. Two movies that are much better than this movie. Spoilers. Oh, I don't know. I, we do, Chuck. Yeah, we, we, d- we know. Chuck. We know. I wasn't here for Jim Kata, so I can't say. Mm, it's better. A man used a pommel horse as a pommel horse. That's I, all seen, you need to know. I've seen that scene. <laughs> yeah. I've yeah. seen that. Yeah. 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 Uh, Mel Novak from 
Black Belt Jones, Truck Turner, and Samurai Cop 2. Uh-huh. And two for three, Mel. <laughs> uh, and Ava Fabian from Ski School. Ski School. Ski School. Ski School. <laughs> I have never seen Ski School. That's right. You weren't here for Ski School. I was not. Huh. And then there's But that... I'm sure the next week I announced it grandly that I had returned. Right. Yeah. Yes. Of course. There is that one dude that's in the background that's been a ton of Bathcast movies. Yes. I, I don't even want to like try to mention it, but the uh, professor? Yeah, uh, yeah, Gerald Akamura. Yeah. You know, he's just that he's one of those dudes like uh like Al Young, you know, yeah. where it's just like, Oh, him, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He shows up at the end of this and we're like, Hey, and then it's like, wait, what? Well, who are you? Yeah, where did you come you from? Here. But yeah. But, anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So in trying to break down the plot, uh-huh. basically there is a drug called Kick. Project Kick. Created well, through Project Kick. Project Kick is the the project to is make the, the drug. The yeah, Kick is the name of the drug. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's Dr. Kick to you. Oh, um, you get that at the Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's like a steroid, but I guess it gets you high, too, or something. I mean, it was like a growth hormone thing. It was for cattle. For cattle. And chickens. But they were like, hey, we should give this to humans. Oh, but wait, it, it has horrible birth defects. Like, nine out of ten kids will be born basically like, you know, flipper babies. It makes you, like, super hype, and you want to fight things, but also it gives you deformed babies. Right. Nine out of ten chance you're going to get a deformed baby. So right. it's like monster energy. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's, it's not if you, just if you take it, you're going to turn into a deformed baby. No. But if you... Procreate, if you, if you then your it, babies will probably be flipper babies. Right. Okay. Right. Got yes. it. It's going to make you want to fuck a lot, although it's not called Project Fuck. <laughs> should be. Should be. That was I the mean, that was the no, porn parody be. was because uh, yeah. oh, back then they used to give them That's clever true. names yes, instead of this ain't <laughs> this, this ain't <laughs> capital punishment. <laughs> well, I don't think I'd read that one. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah, I probably would not either. Yeah. yeah. But yes. Babies born with no arms, no legs. Yes. You know, and all of the jokes therein. Um, Enjoy your truly tasteless <laughs> jokes books. Yeah. But um, that's that's the general overall plot. And then Gary Daniels is wrapped up in it. And then we're going to try to make sense of how and why. But yeah, there isn't. It starts with an illegal like fighting tournament in this like dinner lounge. Theater. Yeah. Like yeah. dinner theater mm-hmm. fighting lounge. And then the DEA is waiting to raid it. With David Carradine, David Carradine is one room in this movie and never leaves that room. It's like until the very end. Yeah, yeah, drives, oh, right, yeah. drives a vehicle. At the DEA end. headquarters, I guess. Yeah. We don't know this for most of the movie yeah. um, and, and until someone else that we know what they do shows up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but they go in and after the fight's over, they raid it and basically knock out. They, they tase Gary Daniels yes. and then like carry him away and are like, hey, you know, we, we did this because we want you to go to a real tournament, have a, a basically a staged fight and pretend to kill a dude who's going to turn state's witness against the drug dealer dude. Yeah, they, they sit him down. They show him a slideshow presentation right. about Project Kick. And then they're like, do you know why you're here? And he's like, no. And they're like, well, your old sensei is the one who's selling Project Kick to everybody. Mm-hmm. And then he flashes back to where he had a watermelon on his crotch. And this dude circumcises the watermelon he does yes mm-hmm. and then he chops it in half right and they have and then some... he splits the banana <laughs> and then <laughs> and then they have some some weird bonding and then it comes back to him and then suddenly like yeah. there's dudes everywhere 
Right, yeah, like still at the DEA headquarters, dudes bust in. A dude walks in like message for you, sir, and just Uzi's one guy, mm-hmm. whoever that guy was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's just Gary Daniels in a hallway fighting dudes and get used to that mm-hmm. arena because mm-hmm. that's pretty much wherever Gary Daniels is going to fight dudes. It's probably in a hallway. Which but, but I'd like. Sure. Because Gary Daniels is pretty cool. Yeah. Usually. Yes. But this one, it's like it's all in slow motion. Like it's the first time they're running through these moves with each other. Right. Every and single fight is slow. It feels I, like they're fighting in a pool. But I mean, I, I kind of like that the fights take a little bit like not everybody's just like, yeah, and they're they're down. I mean, but it also makes them look weak because like every chump who comes out and clearly can't fight very well. It still takes them like 30 seconds to a minute or more to dispatch him. Yeah. Any yeah. dude, any dude. But there's a lot of like, I swung and missed and I held my arm out exactly where the punch should have landed. Right. You know, that sort of shit. And yeah. it just looks terrible. It does. I think also the fights in this movie are, I mean, they're staged, but they, I I want to say they're more realistic fights than most movie fights because it's a lot of just kind of like, not flipping, but just kind of grabbing a wrist and knocking someone down and then they get up and then, you know, they kind of slap at each other. Yeah, a little there are bit. a lot of arm submission type. Yeah, moves. I mean, it's not it, it is choreographed, but it's not super choreographed. It's mm. a lot of just like, OK, you missed and then you kind of fucked up and now we're going to slap our legs together a little bit. And, yeah. you know, yeah, oh, we there, both there's a lot of mark hitting, though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. But this scene ends by him opening a door and someone basically like blow darts him. Yes, in the chest. Yeah, like, and then, so he's knocked out, and then wakes up at home? He does. Like, yes. it, it's it's a very jarring transition, because, like, he's just laying in a bed, and you're like, okay, what the fuck just happened? And then he sits up, goes to a chest of drawers, knows... Well, he hears a, noise in the yeah, house. Yeah, he hears noise in the house, and immediately knows where to go for a gun, and yeah. it's like, wait, they, they took him home? <laughs> right. Like, it's just yeah. like, what the fuck? Like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, who... Who busts into a DA agent like or office and like guns down a dude, ta- like blow dart tranquilizes another dude and then takes him home and just leaves him. So like he wakes up, gets the gun, goes downstairs, and then there's a lady there and they have they draw guns on each other, mm-hmm. and then she eventually identifies herself as a DEA agent and and she's like, yeah, I'm I'm here. To, I don't know what happened, but you know, your wife's in the hospital. <laughs> That's right. basically what she uh, imparts in the scene, and he's like, oh, I got to go. Right, because this is our first, and it's our first and his first realization that he's married. <laughs> right. So he goes to the hospital, and there's a very awkward doctor who's like, well, there was some bleeding. There was some and then, bleeding. pause, 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 but everything will be okay. <laughs> Literally could have mm-hmm. described any possible wound that she might have had, but, well, there was some bleeding, and she's in there. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes to see his wife, and... It's basically imparted that she's pregnant, and that's why she was in the hospital, yes. I guess. Sure. I guess that's where the bleeding was. But then they, I guess that's like, what the issue was. Sure. Uh, is this when they have, like, uh, no, it's later. They have yeah. a flashback of, like, I guess them making the baby. That's. But it's just, like, it's randomly inserted in the middle of another scene. Just like, hey, now it's sexy time with the wife. Oh, no, it comes at a very logical time. <laughs> okay. Um, it, but then it's like, we're done with that for a while. Is there fighting in the hospital? Does he get accosted in the hallway of the hospital? Probably because it seems like that happens everywhere he goes. Yeah. Like they, they like yes. constantly know where he is. So I'm sure there's a fight in the hospital. Because all I want to say is or, that. Or, no, is this when he goes outside and it's just like, I'm going to be homeless now? No, because no, what happens is th- that's much later okay, because okay. he goes back home 
at some point. Right, right. And then goons jump him, and then the DEA lady is there again, and he chases all the dudes out of the house and chases off after them. She's left in the kitchen with one dude, Mm -hmm. and she, like, during their struggle, has turned on the gas of the stove, and then she knocks that dude, she hits this dude with three different beer bottles, Mm -hmm. and then someone has dropped a lighter, and then she's leaving the house, and she's like, well, see ya, and tosses a lit lighter (laughs) into this, this house, which is Gary Daniels's house, yep. and the house fucking explodes. Yeah, <laughs> full she, screen house explosion. She murders one dude by blowing up Gary Daniels's house, and it's never addressed. No, he never says, "Hey, <laughs> that was yeah. my fucking house." <laughs> but no, why he, would he? But yeah. it's like again, like he knows that this has happened because he was running after the people that escaped on foot, and then suddenly he's on a motorcycle chasing yeah, this guy in the car. Yeah, because they're in a car yeah. taking off. And then suddenly he has a motorcycle out of nowhere, mm-hmm. and is riding out down the road after him, and then they get away somehow, and then he just kind of comes to a they stop. They don't get away. No, no, they don't oh, get no. away. Oh, I'm the sorry. The guy gets a weird look, and then swerves the car off the road, and then sorry. it explodes. Yes. yes, I'm sorry. Yes, how can I forget that? He Dude just... is just like, we got this, oh fuck! Yeah. <laughs> and then they go off the road, and some stock footage explodes. Right. Yeah. So he just stops the motorcycle in this alley, like she's in shittiest part of town, mm-hmm. and just stops in this alley, gets off the motorcycle, and there is like a an, an overturned sofa, like sideways, so the yeah. the back, you know, the cushions are gone, but the back is still there. He pulls right up to it. Yeah, he just pulls up to it, and he's like, this is where I live now, yeah. and just has a little nap on the sofa. Doesn't scope it out, doesn't act like, well, I gotta figure out something to do now. He's just like... I know of a couch I can crash on. Yeah. It's right here. <laughs> yeah. I know a couch that has crashed into yeah, the alley that I will also crash yeah. on. And that is the logical point for him to have a wet dream about his wife. Yes, that's that, That's right. when he, yeah, okay. he just immediately takes a nap and it's, oh yeah, remember when I had sex with my wife? But again, everyone in this movie has right. Chuck Norris <laughs> sense wife. because it's just like, yeah. he knows that his house is destroyed and I must live here now. Right. And then oh, okay, wait. Okay, before we before all that, he had the fight. He had the the kickboxing oh, match. Right, right. Sorry. Um, where he fights this dude, and like he's supposed to fight this dude five rounds, and then that dude's gonna take a dive, and they're gonna pretend that dude's dead, mm-hmm. and then something or other. Yeah, they're gonna change his identity, and that's how they're gonna get him in witness protection. Right? Sure. So it goes three rounds, and this dude's kicking Gary Daniels's ass, and Gary Daniels is like, nah. And they've also drugged that dude mm-hmm. like his his manager has drugged him. So he's like bent over like, oh, and then Gary Daniels basically murders him. And immediately the ref comes over is like, give me your gloves and cuts them open with a knife. And there's like just a giant piece of iron or something inside. It looks like the cap from a steel toe boot. Like, yeah, it's so dumb. And then the LAPD is in the ring immediately arresting Gary Daniels. Mm. <laughs> and he gets like two feet outside and kickboxes them to death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he beats up a bunch of cops while handcuffed behind his back. Right. Yeah, I think the transition was he went to the hospital. There was no fight. Okay. And then it's just suddenly like he's in the ring. Right. Yeah. Because when he escapes, he kicks the dudes while handcuffed. The the DEA agent show, lady the just shows outside. back up yeah, with a car and is like, get in. And then they go back to, they his, go back house. to his house. And yeah. that's where she splinters it while he's gone. Right. Um. Yeah. But yes, he wakes up. He's woke, woken up in the morning by uh, the DEA agent from the slideshow, I believe, is there. And he's like, he just immediately goes into like, oh, you fucked me over. I'm going to kick your ass. And, mm-hmm. you know, just there's plenty of inept filmmaking in this. But like, this is one of those scenes where it's just like, yeah, OK, none of this makes any sense because he gets this dude like an arm bar and he's like, talk. And he's got two other agents, I guess, with him. But yeah, like they had guns on him. 
and you know Gary Daniels doesn't have a gun. He just has this DEA guy in a in an arm bar, mm-hmm. and then like the agents like you know put your guns down. Just like we're gonna talk, and then one dude puts his gun down and just puts his hands up, like yes. no reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. yes, <laughs> I don't know what he's surrendering for. Yeah, but then they just they just like keep cutting back to them. It's like they clearly filmed those dudes reacting to something else that mm-hmm. didn't get used, yeah. and they're just like, well, B roll that has no no bearing on the scene whatsoever. I, I can see uh, that. But eventually he's just like, okay, I'll trust you. And they go back to the car. And he's like, oh yeah, who's agent so-and-so? And he's like, oh yeah, they're with us. And then he's, I guess that was a trigger of like, oh yeah, that means you're, you're terrible. I'm going to kick your ass now. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I have no idea who's anybody's name is in this. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't, they, they say agent somebody like we're supposed to go, oh, <laughs> them that's that's david carradine maybe i don't know who the fuck they're I, talking about i don't yeah. think you could hear their names because everything was so poorly recorded that too yeah um but yeah he just kicks their ass and leaves yes i have no idea where he, the fuck he goes after this this is where i start like that scene was so bad this is where i really started tuning this movie this out. is then it just becomes a go-to place find thing we never know what thing is someone else figures out what thing is we're like what the fuck are you talking about and then they go to the next thing yeah because like i was he hoping goes, somebody had it because like literally at this point i just i was like i'm checking out he I, goes to some house finds a slide takes the slide to a dude who's eating while delivering his dialogue and is oh, enhancing yeah, that's, okay, the slide that's right they he went back to the dea place where he had the slideshow found a slide uh-huh. had a fight there yeah but then he had the slide took it to computer analyst guy mm-hmm. and they they in, did enhance yep and he finds out it's it looks like it's a picture of a baby but right. then they're like they zoom in and it's like made in china no it's a doll and yeah. then like for some reason no reason whatsoever the dea lady's like what if it's like a doll that they give away? No, he does. He's just yeah. like, what if it's a doll like they give away at a carnival? Maybe mm-hmm. it's not even in a store. And they're like, oh, yeah, oh, that's yeah, probably it. Let's go to a carnival. Yeah, but before that, a, they go to like a uh, bar. Uh, carnival. I thought they went to the bar later. But. No, they go to the bar before the carnival. Yeah. Okay, sure. They're just hanging out in a bar, day drinking. Literally just Him drinking. And, the cop. and like, we're like, dude, isn't your wife in the hospital? <laughs> Maybe. Like, aren't we people don't know. trying to murder you? You're just having a day drink with this cop in this abandoned bar? And and even this bar scene came after this, like, he's slinking through a warehouse fighting dudes because, uh-huh. like, he fights, like, ten dudes in this warehouse. And then at one point, like, he's got a he, – he, he's acquiring tools along the way. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's got a flashlight and then he's got – he's dual-wielding flashlights and he's actually, he, like, blinds a bear <laughs> when he's fighting one dude. And it's like wielding them like nunchucks, like he's doing the thing, and the guy's like, "Oh!" And it's like they're fucking flashlights, dude. They're not going to do anything, except hurt because yeah. they're fucking yeah. mag lights. I yeah, mean, and, he, I've, and I'll admit, I've always wanted somebody to use a mag light as a weapon yep. in a movie because that's like basically the only thing I had next to my bed for years mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the bedroom because I was just like, man, if I ever have to defend myself, I got a mag light. It was like the heaviest thing in my house. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. could still be wielded. They're heavy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they're made from like you know a metal from a collapsed dying star yes yeah. that's exactly that's what exactly it is yeah. but like after he beats that Forged one dude a dwarf yeah dwarf star to death with the flashlights he, the next dude pops into the room and he just chucks those flashlights at that dude's face so yeah. mm-hmm. but, but but the best part all right so there, there's one point in this where he does like do some sneaking around like he goes into this room he's looking for files he's, and... yeah he goes through a file cabinet but he does this whole thing like he moves this barrel and to block the door, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it's just like it kicks in like the most action-packed music in the yeah. entire movie. For, the only action-packed music yeah. in the entire for, movie. For like I him think. slinking Sneaking. around and looking through a file cabinet, and then a guy is like, "Oh, I'm going to go in this room," and then doesn't do like the 
hey, why is this door blocked? Just immediately, like, door's blocked. Well, let me push as hard as I can and get this barrel out of the way. Mm-hmm. Making all sorts of goddamn noise. Right. Yeah. But it gives t- Gary Daniels time to take off his sock, find some loose change. No, he, he takes a screwdriver and opens up a payphone that's right there in this oh, warehouse. Oh, that's, that's where he, he got the change. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was trying to figure out what, yeah. yeah. So yeah. he fills a, his sock with quarters and then... No quarters. He dude shows up and he starts beating this guy to death with his sock full of quarters. Mm-hmm. Gets the drop on the guy like the guy is down. And then Gary Daniels goes into murder mode and just starts full metal jacketing this guy with his sock full of quarters. And is just beating him about the face and head, you know, while he's down. <laughs> and then I believe we call that the code dead. <laughs> and then just throws the chain or empties. He turns the sock upside down and empties the coins onto him and says, Keep the change <laughs> in yeah. his Australian. I was going to say accent. not anywhere not, cool, nearly as yeah. cool as that. But. Yeah. Keep the change. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, yeah, because when he went to the uh, back to the bar where he had his original fight. Yeah, that's what I was saying. The bar is after this scene mm-hmm. because well, there's two bars. There's two bars. There's the day drinking bar, and right. then there's the the underground fighting ring bar that he goes to where he lights that one dude on fire. Oh, right, he goes back to the, the fight flare. club from the beginning of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he had a he basically lit a man on fire, watched him scream and burn and Wait, flail around okay. to he, death, and didn't give a one liner. Yeah, no. And, but then gave the keep the change later. Yes. To a guy that he didn't have nearly as cool a death, and it wasn't even a death. Right. But what it did was it established that dude because when he does go day drinking, that dude watches Gary Daniels fight one guy. He's sitting at the bar with sunglasses on. And then after Gary Daniels finishes with that guy, he gets up, takes off his sunglasses, flings some quarters at him, and is just like Here's your change. Yes. Use it to call 911. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so that. Wait, wait. We, we can't just like gloss over the, the, the lighting the dude on fire because. No, no, no. I wasn't. I was just, just trying to get to that yeah, dude. Yeah. That dude's return. There are two <laughs> dudes in the scene. He questions one. Like there's like American dude and then the uh, Chinese dude who like runs this underground ring. Right. And so like he fights the American dude and like gets gets some information out of him and then just like knocks him out. And we don't see him again for the rest of the scene. Mm-hmm. Then like. Chinese dude who's like very freaked out about like I'm going to get murdered if you know like he comes back or you know like you don't understand like he's going to murder me he's very freaked out he runs off like while he's fighting with the American guy and comes back with a road flare yep that's his weapon of choice yep mm-hmm. and he fights them with a road flare and then he gets hoisted by his own petards and lit on fire yeah because Gary Daniels just basically I got your arm now it's behind your back and oh shit your members only jacket went up like a fucking paper house <laughs> Yeah. 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 But that's just saying that's how the dude gets gets lit on fire is by wielding a road flare as a weapon. Right. Um, that also, doesn't seem like the best choice. No. At all. I also, you, I mean, if you're going to do something ridiculous like that, you don't know, work in a one liner like yeah. flare for the dramatic or something. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they. Yeah. You you either have no one liners or you have all one liners. Right. You, you can't just drop one and I mean, not do any more. Because there's so many scenes of just Gary Daniels standing over a fallen foe and then just sneering and walking out of the frame. Arnold, yeah. mo- Arnold movies knew how to do it because it was like if someone's going to fight with something weird, it is going to get a one. It's yeah, it's that's why you you're fight fighting with, something, with yeah, it. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. you don't bring out a road flare and not have a one liner. Yeah. Like there's no reason. Yeah. Um, also, like I, I don't know which place this was, but I think it's the the warehouse when he's leaving. The lady cop has shown up there too because they end up blowing that place up too. And it starts this running thing of, yeah. is she always going to blow up the thing we're in? Because I was like, okay, this day bar is going to explode for some reason. 
that because she's fighting mm-hmm. a dude with the 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 pool rack the mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah pool cue she kills that man no no no, no not, she's fighting with the the triangle, the triangle the, the, the rack. oh yeah, yeah. she she was fighting him with the pool cue before right and then she transitioned to the triangle. she gives yeah, him the, the pool cue because he he wrecks the dude the quarters dude by propping his chin up on the pool cue and then slams his head through it in like the movie's most shocking moment of violence oh, right <laughs> like through the neck yeah that was not, not head yeah That's even better <laughs> quite yeah. surprising. He was using whole pool cue. Yes. She was using just half okay. at one point before she starts going with the rack attack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, and again, you give someone a weird-ass weapon like that, and especially a lady, and she doesn't go like, stop checking out my rack. Yeah. Or, yeah. You know, whatever. Yes. Like something. Like Yeah, it's like the script was like, okay, you guys just fill in the blanks. I got to go take a lunch break. And they were just like, nah, film it. Yeah. It was like, no, wait. <laughs> you forgot. <laughs> fill in the blank at the end of every scene. Right. But they're like, oh, we just thought that was, you know, we thought we were just fighting with the pool rack. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I. Yeah. Anyway, this just keeps happening. But they do finally get to the funhouse because they go see the enhanced guy. They they have that jump to conclusions, Matt, idea of like maybe it's a funhouse doll, you know, like a prize. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I. Sure. So he goes to a carnival, takes one step into the funhouse. Some rando walks out with a baby a doll and is just he's like can i see that and the guy's like nah kickbox <laughs> mm-hmm. and then they fight in the funhouse for a while yep and, and then like random like dudes who are there working like to jump up and scare people are like nah okay gary daniels is here time to fight him too so it's just fighting in the funhouse and the problem is that gary daniels keeps walking into darker and darker areas of this place because everything in this movie takes place at night the day scenes all take place inside some other building yes that barely has it has that like never, glazed. The lights are never turned on right, in the, any of these buildings. Yeah, and the windows are just like glazed, and they're never allowing any light to come inside. Because mm-hmm. he ends up like in a garage at one point, finding yep. a dude, and yeah, yeah. But again, he interrogates somebody who's just like, I believe the guy goes, they're at the World Ice Factory. Yes, he. D- well, at first he says they're somewhere at the docks, and then Gary Daniels is like, where at the docks? And he's like, oh, uh, the World Ice Factory. <laughs> And, and then we're like, like the they, world ice factory. Yeah, and I was like, that can't be what he said. And then he's like, you got to hit me because you know I got to look like I yeah. didn't just give up the information without mm-hmm. getting hit. So he kicks him or something. But, yeah, he just. But then he just goes to a fucking ice factory. He's like, yeah, they said world ice factory. He, we don't see Gary Daniels right away because first it's like top henchman dude like showing the buyers around like, mm-hmm. look, this is how we disguise the drug in as ice. So <laughs> the easiest camouflage is just in plain sight. Am I right? And then Gary Daniels just comes in and just he starts pushing over a lot of ice dominoes. Yeah, he's pushing over these ice dominoes. And one guy's just looking at him like, what are you even doing, man? And there's like one like jagged piece of ice. Yeah, because they they, they, they keep focusing on they got two henchmen like, you know, one's like this Chuck Liddell looking dude. Mm -hmm. And like they have like MMA guys long before MMA guys were a thing. And then. Yeah, he's just knocking over chunks of ice. This guy's breaking him with a sledgehammer. And there's, yeah, there's one jagged piece that's just like, well, we know what's going to happen here. And that's exactly what happens. He, we don't really see it. They don't, they don't show it. Like, we, we kind of got the pull cue through the neck, but that's pretty easy to do. Yeah. You know, you just put a pull cue behind somebody and just make it look like it went through their neck. Mm-hmm. Right. But this guy is just like cut to it and he's impaled on some ice. And then the worst, like, oh, we didn't have any budget to show this thing. Because the hit the ponytailed henchman dude who was like giving the tour of the ice factory, 
he sets up like there's this perfect like ice domino thing set up mm-hmm. where there's just these big slabs of ice and he pushes them over and they domino effect over and apparently crash into and crush this guy but they don't show it they just cut to like guys laying in a, in a pile of ice with blood fake blood on them yeah but also these ice dominoes they're only like waist high mm-hmm. they're yeah. not big enough to do any kind yeah, of damage it's not whatsoever. Like pushing an ice refrigerator on this man yeah because right. mm-hmm. like they show gary daniels kick these things over and you're like yeah so and then they cut to that dude and he's just like bloody underneath some ice you're like no yeah and he's like help me out and yeah. i'll tell you where your wife is and he goes i don't make bad deals <laughs> And then he smashes ice onto the dude's head, and yeah. then they splatter some poop on a wall. It's ice blood. It's ice, ice blood. and it's it's watered down blood that they've sprayed on the wall because it would be wet. Oh, the ice uh, platelets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, this just all leads to a meeting in some abandoned office building that has like this big like. Oh, the money guy's here. Put all your shit in this safe. Oh, this is a big yeah. deal. Blah blah blah. Well, is this also when? Yeah, this. Is, when do they catch him and tie him onto the forklift? Because that has to have happened before this, right? Uh, I think yeah. they did that in the warehouse. Yeah, there's a point where they catch him. They put him on the forklift, and they because like one guy taunts him with a glass of water. Like, look, yeah. I'm drinking water. Ah, I just threw water in your face. Ah, it's like yeah. And then so? the, the sensei dude finally shows his face, and he's just like, "Why? Yeah. Why are you doing this?" Yeah. And he's just like the the whole thing. Oh yeah, so like, the whole I, thing I just is, want to point out, since I do like is using his own voice. Yep. And yeah. And the dude barely <laughs> speaks English, mm-hmm. and it's it, all right. So this whole movie is very, very, very poorly recorded. Anyway. Yeah. Plus this dude just barely speaks English, so like half the time he's saying something that's supposed to sound menacing, but it's like, the fuck did he just say? Yeah. What? Like what? <laughs> yeah which is weird because like the wife character is completely 100% dubbed mm-hmm. so why did they like oh god she can't speak we have to dub her she's been in like 20 movies she can speak obviously yeah. but like this guy they were like no his natural voice is the way to go yeah but he just kind of is like I, I did it all for the money and also we were injecting you with kick the whole time you were my student or yeah. something because you're yeah. you're my guinea pig yeah he explains that he was the test that so sure. that they were going to be able to figure it out so it didn't give babies birth defects. That's all they want to do. They want to be able to sell the drug, but make sure it doesn't give babies birth defects. So they've got a inkling of a conscience about what they're doing to the world, but mm-hmm. it's like, no, we still want people to get high and fucked up and kick every and motherfucker. addicted to our garbage. <laughs> right. Yeah, but we don't want to kick the babies. Right. Yes. Yeah. Fix the babies. Don't kick the baby. Don't kick right. the baby. <laughs> so... Yeah. Yeah, and and he's basically but, like yeah, Gary he, Daniels. Why he, did you stop? Yeah. Why did you leave? Why did you betray me? And he's like, because you were injecting me with drugs. Yeah. Like who betrayed who here? Yeah. But anyway, he's just like, fine, we'll get what we want out of you. I'm gonna leave now. And they, you know, got the electric wire. Gonna shock him until lady cop. da lady lady busts in and shoots the yeah shoots the air. They shock him once. Yeah, they shock him once. Yeah. And then Which she, made me wonder why she didn't stop them before they shocked him. Yeah. Uh, and, okay, so the way that place blows up is that as dudes are running out of there, one literally like uses a gas can as a stepping mm-hmm. stool of some kind to and knocks it over which just immediately floods his warehouse with gasoline which comes in contact with fire from or no, it hits the, the wire. Yeah. yeah. And then that a, a warehouse of stock footage blows up. So mm-hmm. 
That's now two. And, and, and they do the like dive out of the way while they throw a couple, you know, they throw foam some bricks. Yeah. <laughs> they throw some plaster on them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're just like, wow, good thing we escaped that. All right. On yeah. to the next scene. Right. Let's, but I, I think that's when they go have a drink and are immediately accosted. I, I don't know. Because like be. in, in the bar, like they're the fight in the bar begins because she's like, she's like, I need to tell you something. And then it's just like first person her throwing a drink at his face. But it turns out it's because there was a ninja standing behind him. <laughs> sure. I don't know. That, that's just it. It's like it's a series of fights that are very poorly stitched together. And yes. we're obviously struggling yes. with the order. But anyway, um, we're in an office building at the yeah, end. Yeah, finally. Yeah. He, and it's 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 like they're trying to do cool bad guy thing where it's like, you know, search him. And then there's a safe and it's like I put in half the code and you'll put in the other half and. Until this business deal is done, blah 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 blah. We're important, and this is very important. And mm-hmm. still, just David Carradine occasionally on the radio, like he's obviously in on this. We are only told that he's a DEA agent by the fact that like Lady DEA agent shows up, yeah, and is like he's just obviously like blowing her off. Like you're not getting any backup. Find it yourself. Meh. Obviously, I'm a bad guy. Which is a big red alert thing like if your partner's like okay let's make this bust and then the dude's like nah do it yourself and it's just like wait what that's yeah, not how we operate <laughs> that, yeah it turns out that's his his role is he's you know corrupt yeah. dea guy who's actually in on this whole deal and i honestly don't know what he's trying to get away with at the end if he's trying to get either. away with a truck full of the drug or a truck full of money it's the drug is it yeah because right. they, they established something about like they can make this for about a dollar a gallon. Yeah. And then the final street price is like $300 an ounce, $300 an ounce or something like that. So like they've got a full on like, you know, a tanker truck full of this shit, you know? Yeah. But anyway, they're in this office building and Gary Daniel shows up and they catch him pretty immediate. Yeah, they they get they've the drug. got him. Well, they, well they, they they basically like grab him and then are like holding him there. And because well, the bad guy has said if he shows up and y'all get him, it's you get like a bonus or something. Because right. then like three very unenthusiastic henchmen go, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> woo, yay. Also, like one extremely out of shape dude. Like, yeah, Uncle where, Uncle Jeff wears yeah. fucking pajamas to the. Well, I was calling the, him Danny Fejo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking ugly. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, but. <laughs> Uh, anyway, like, yeah, they, they do end up catching him and they're holding him. And then they're like, he's like, you can have me if you give me my wife. And then like, they're like, oh, you want to see your wife? Well, first, and then they open the door and the, and the fighter dude that in from the ring earlier shows up and is like, bet you weren't expecting to see me. And they're like, 15 seconds. I had no idea who the fuck that was. I was like, I did, but I I actually recognized. I did too. I was, but I was like, why the fuck is he here? What, what is the deal? And then there had been so many fights since then that I completely forgotten that guy. But then that guy, that that guy comes out and just taunts him sort of like nonchalantly. Yeah. A nonchalantly. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But, and then he just snaps his finger and out comes Gary Daniels, wife. And then just immediately comes over and like kisses that dude. And is like, yeah, fooled you all along or something like I've been injecting you with kick this whole time too. And then yeah, she, I, I, I don't really she understand. She mentioned any she's of this. been pregnant five times. She says that like a taunt, yeah. and it's like, what? <laughs> he was just off so many in so many bar fights. He didn't even notice when she was pregnant. I has guess. this become Liberty and Bash? Like, what's happening in this finale? Like, what is this weird taunting that's going on? I, I have no idea, but like. But basically, yeah, she was in on it the whole time. She's like, I've been injecting you with kick, too. Yeah, you, you suck. And I'm going to stick my tongue down this guy's throat. Blech. And they were like, all right, well, let's just finally murder him. Yeah. And then Lady Cop, we didn't even talk about her. Uh, they went to see her. Like, they, she called him Uncle 
Chan or something like that, but it was like she went to go see her herbalist. Yeah, her like Herb- herbalist, life. herbal dude, <laughs> herbalist, mm-hmm. ancient Chinese secret guy. Yeah, you know, like, and that starts like a mini montage where Gary Daniels is like meditating with this dude who's like doing the Bruce Lee, like you've got to make your body like water, and these drugs are like drops of other water in your water, and <laughs> yep. then you've got to make your water still, and then you'll be fine. Yep. And he he breathes for like five five seconds, and then it's like I guess he's fine. Yeah, he's fine. But lady cops showed up with herbalist uncle and the the professor dude. Yep. Like for no reason. Like like, we didn't even know that they were. Yeah. Part of it. Like, but like the way they showed it is like, oh, oh, the professor dude's like. He, Part of his, like, the, you know, the call in the henchman, like, no, he's one of the good guys. Yeah, he looks like he's standing in a crowd with the bad guys, and this is like, oh, no, he's he's there to help them, but I mean, why? Maybe, maybe the herbalist uncle was behind him, and I just didn't notice it. It was like, oh, hey, it's him. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> they show up and, like, kind of, like, go off and have their own little fights, like the herbalist uncle dude mm-hmm. fights a few dudes, the professor guy, like... Does the curly shuffle style of fighting a lot? Because yeah. you know he's a bald dude, and he's just like for some reason like doing the whoop whoop thing on his bald head, and then mm-hmm. murders the businessman guy. I think is what his job was. Oh no no no! The, he, no, the he sensei murders, dude. Or, he murders the old white guy. Yeah, the the, 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 the other guy from corrupt the, DEA the, or something. Yeah, the guy who was know. in the the fight with the guy who set himself. <laughs> yeah, on fire. David Byrne. Sure. Yeah. yeah, because David Byrne. <laughs> because <laughs> the the main bad guy, like like the business guy who was there to make the deal. Is just like, wait, you said the birth defect was taken care of. It's not. No deal. And then he busts out some moves. Like, this is the whitest guy in the movie. Mm-hmm. And he busts out some karate moves. And you're like, oh, check him out. But then, like. But he's fighting the karate right, master dude. Main bad dude yeah. kicks his ass immediately. Um, Breaks his neck because at this point we're just breaking necks left and right. Yeah. So then it's just Gary Daniels fighting the guy he fought in the ring mm-hmm. and that fight yeah, ends it's just like in a, whole a thing. shitty way. Oh, it's just like, he's like, it's time for the rematch. And then like, he gets his ass kicked early. He's like, round two. Right. He's like talking all this tough shit, but then just immediately he's gets his ass getting kicked. his ass beat the whole time. But like, I guess he murders him. He just kind of pushes him against the wall and you hear like the, and it's like, he puts his foot up to his neck. And okay. Because the dude says something like, yeah, fucking your wife was real sweet. And <laughs> but, he's just like, Hack. but then the darkest shit in the movie happens because Absolutely. <laughs> the DEA agent lady is like running through and like the, the wife is running right towards her and they stop like, oh, we're going to fight now because mm-hmm. we're both ladies mm-hmm. and I can, I can kick your ass and it won't seem weird. And then like, Gary, well, well, she's like, like, give me a reason why, why I shouldn't take you out. And she goes, because I'm pregnant? And she's like, bullshit. And then Gary Daniels comes up and goes, wait. <laughs> He's like, and then he like goes, here, use this. Use and hands this. her the knife that he was just fighting the other dude with. Yep. And then walks off. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you see Lady Cop basically come at that lady with the knife. Like, time to end you. Like first person style yeah. from, from the point mm-hmm. of view of fake wife. Yeah. And we never see them again. <laughs> no. Well, we see the Lady Cop again, yeah. but not. Yeah. Also. Fake, fake li- wife's dead by. Late in the scene, Lady Cop was was holding a pistol in one hand and a hand grenade in the other hand. Mm-hmm. And we're like, you better blow up this fucking office. Like, continue. Th- you've established this trend that this lady just blows up every building she's in. Keep doing this. And they don't because they didn't blow up the bar and they don't blow up this building. Mm-hmm. But what it does is that they get outside and they drive for a while. Well, no, no. First, he fights the master dude on the se- on the roof. All oh, right. Yeah. He fights them. He fights his old <laughs> sensei. They he's. He does this weird thing where he's like he's got him a corner, he pinned him and pinned in the corner of his roof. And now it's it's one of the roofs that actually has like a lip around yeah. it a little bit. So it, and it's about 
chest high it's it's, it's higher it's, than that it's higher i mean than like not. you you would have to jump up to right. see over it and so like we were kind of like oh, well, how, oh how's somebody gonna get kicked off of this because that's obviously what's gonna happen but there's this weird point where the the sensei dude is just like walk away and yeah. then like he'll kick him further into the corner he's like just walk away and he's like even if you want to walk away you're just continually kicking him but yeah. eventually he does like judo style like reverses kick and throws this dude over the window and you called it you were like this movie's so cheap they're not even gonna have a dummy to throw off and they don't nope they have a dude basically fly off of something. Well, I think they have a dude jump on a trampoline and then fall down and sure. they just they just shot it against a nothing background. So yeah. it's like, OK, there's a dude falling. That's that. Yeah. But yeah, he's now murdered his old sensei. Like right. the actual chief big bad of this movie for all intents and purposes. Yeah. The, the other thing about this movie that is like it's so cheap that it doesn't it never pays off is there are so many times when dude like grabs somebody else's arm and holds it out straight and yep. it's like you were just waiting for the compound fracture mm-hmm. break constantly through this movie and i was like okay f- did they just save it all up as like are we finally getting one at the end no no, no still not and this is this is 91 so this is like steven seagal era this yeah, is three right. years after the onset of steven seagal which yeah. is mm-hmm. like okay that's what you're striving for right. like you're trying to outdo that and they just decided, nah, no, we're not going to do that at can't, all. Can't afford that. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do really like that one punch sound effect. The like, the real guttural, like, yeah. you know, like one that you hear in like shitty video games and everything else a yeah. thousand times. But like, man, they love that in this movie. But. Aside from that, though, most of the fights are just grunting. Mm-hmm. Like they are not fully well <laughs> at all. Funniest is is when the two guys tried to go to fight with mag lights. Like before he gets the dual wielding mag lights, <laughs> is there's this one time when they full on like saber uh, saber clash with their mag lights, mm-hmm. and it just goes ding click yeah. click click yeah click, it's like click yeah click click it's like really guys like that was, <laughs> that was the foley sound you went with the, mm-hmm. that's that's a winner let's go mm-hmm. anyway sensei's dead he fell off the, or was thrown off the building yes um. Now David Carradine's driving a truck. Now, 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 David Carradine is like taking the shipment truck and is driving it along. There was a whole thing with a helicopter where the sensei was supposed to get picked up by a helicopter. And David Carradine's like, no, leave him. Mm-hmm. So that helicopter bugs off and allows this fight to happen. Now the helicopter is falling him down the highway and he's just like, get out of here. You're giving away my position. And get away like, from me. They're like, what about our share, sir? And he's like, you'll get it later. You're giving away my position. Now go. <laughs> Radio silence, dipweed. <laughs> and the finale of this movie is... Lady Cop, again, was dual-wielding grenades for some reason in all this. Never used them in the warehouse, but now I was giving them to Gary Daniels after they showed the truck, like, driving down the freeway in L.A., like, busy freeway, but suddenly it is then alone on a bridge in the middle of nowhere. Cambodia. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, here it comes. And Gary Daniels just walks out with the two hand grenades, throws them out in front of the truck, and then cut to stock footage of, like, b-roll from the bridge over the river kwai because this <laughs> this random fucking bridge just goes blam and just blows into splitters from two hand grenades yeah and then he's just well, like the project kicked is volatile <laughs> sure <laughs> but blows this bridge the like completely demolishes this bridge and yes. then they're like she's like well at least we got a revenge and he's just like there's no good here something. I don't know. It's the lamest like final line of the movie. It's pretty bad. When he does murder his sensei off the roof, he mm-hmm. does say, well, consider that your capital punishment or whatever. And it's just like, that's all. Okay. No. I mean, I understand that was probably the name on the script and you guys wanted to work it in somewhere, but you needed to maybe no workshop that bearing. line for longer than an hour. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the sensei dude in his bad accent had kept did keep saying 
eventually he came out. He was just like, I don't give a fuck about the 90%, you know, infant mortality rate. Yeah. I'm in it for the capitalism. Yeah. So he does keep saying poorly saying capitalism. Yes. Which I think was supposed to be turned around into like, there's your capital punishment. Like, uh, it's, I, eh, but it's a stretch and it it's is. not, it's, it's not like, bad. it's not like it's the last thing he said. Like I did it all for the capital and then <laughs> over the roof and he's like, there's your capital punishment. Yeah. No, yeah. nothing like that. Uh, something, you know, but yeah, he yeah. just, he nukes this bridge from orbit. David Carradine's dead. They kind of sort of kiss or like he's back in the hospital at the end. Like he's got a bandage on it and then like she's there with him and they're kissing and it's like, oh, I guess you're together now. Well, she's like, I know what you need. Blah. <laughs> I, I think they were using like, you know, Chronicles of Riddick rules. Like she murdered his fake wife. So now yeah. she's his wife or yeah, something. Total recall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any of those things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's over. Yes. <sighs> it is. Also, the opening and closing credits appear to be filmed off of a television screen yeah for what reason i don't know it's not like this movie has future tech of some weird they kind just, or anything they were just like this effect is great how do we get it out of the computer they wanted that lad group look <laughs> yeah yes um so they got the bad group yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> man i have not like usually i'm like man that movie kept going that movie never slowed down uh-huh it is a very bad thing in this movie. Like, like I, it's been a while since I've seen a movie this incoherently edited. Mm-hmm. Yes. When they started talking about baby dolls, I'm like, what in the fuck? It just, <laughs> it feels like they just ran out of time to film some of some stuff. Yeah. And they're just like, okay, here's what we got. Let's just edit it together and see what happens. Well, the, the, the slide with the baby doll thing was so jarring. It was like, are they looking at some weird x-ray of his baby? From, yeah, like, exactly. I mean, that's what, like, that's what that, I thought it was like a sonogram exactly. I was or like, something. This is the weirdest sonogram or like the most clear sonogram I've ever seen yeah. in my yeah. life. It's like, yep, that's a baby. It's one of those new 4D sonograms yeah. in 1991. But, but like when he goes to the fun house, he rips open the, the baby that he gets from the dude that he kickboxes. Take, there's obviously a packet of drugs in it. And then later when he leaves the fun house, he goes to a payphone and calls DEA lady and says the drugs were a fake. It was a setup. The drugs were fake. How the fuck do you know that? Did you just dump the fake? You know, Project Kick. (laughs) Also, I I want to understand, like, how did he think like this juice box size thing of drug was going to be like the big stash? Like, I mean, seriously, it's like a Capri Sun of kick. (laughs) Yeah. Man, I'd get on that kick if it was in Capri <laughs> Sun pouches. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, mm. Yeah, but it, this is man, it's bad. It, it's, it, it, it's so frustrating because it's one of those where we kept waiting for something awesome to happen, and then the pool cue thing happens for like a split second. We're like, oh my god, yes! Well, when she <laughs> splintered Gary Daniel's house, we were like, holy shit, what yeah. the fuck! Yeah. And then like it just thought Donna was like. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> not, not like in a good way. Like you just murdered his house to kill one guy that was basically already dead. Mm-hmm. Like you hit him with a beer bottle and stab him. The fuck did you blow his house yeah. up for? It, it's just, I, God, I wish it could be incoherent enough to be fun. Like to just have like just the random like, okay, now you blow up my house. I guess I'll sleep on a couch on the street at like a homeless person. But it just never quite gels far enough to do that. And the fights are bad. I hated all the fights in this movie, genuinely. Like, I thought they were terrible. Mm-hmm. And they were poorly lit, poorly filmed, and I gotta go, like, three bags on this. I really did not like this at all. But Gary Daniels can't get the full five bags. Mm-mm. Nah. But three is pretty low. It's pretty bad. 
Man, what a joyful, great thing for me to return to. I'm glad that I took two weeks off so I could come back to this. You missed some High Jocks movies while you were gone. Yeah. Well, thanks for that. I appreciate yeah. you doing good movies. I had no idea. Enjoyable bad movies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that get one to five jocks, as in robot jocks. This movie, however, is a bad, bad movie, as in stay away. It will get somewhere on a negative sliding scale of one to five bags. Um, specifically three, I think. I think I'm going to agree with Mackie on three. Um, it's a disjointed, poorly shot, poorly edited, poorly uh, mixed. Uh, yeah. Oh, the mixing. Mm. God damn. Because some of the ADR Sound comes through where it's something like, all right, I'm speaking. And right. then the other one's like, hey, guy. There was a whole scene that's, that on? looked like it was recorded with a fucking JVC VCR camcorder. And it, it sounded like was. it, too. It, I think it was edited between two VCRs as well. Probably. Yeah. It sounded like it was recorded with a friggin' JVC Handycam, too. Because it, it it was like a student film bad. Um, there was some sort of wild hum in the background, and the woman sounded like she was 40 feet away, and there was echo. And it's just like, this is a movie with fucking David Carradine in it. Come on, man. <laughs> like, uh, well, that's a, Okay, that's another thing. You got fucking kung fu in your movie, right? Right. In your fucking kung fu movie. And he doesn't kung fu anything. And he just sits behind a desk the whole right. time. Fuck off. <laughs> and the kung fuing that is in this movie is really not that good. Uh, I got bored. I was looking at my phone during fight scenes. Like, the only reason that I caught that pool cue thing was that I just happened to look up at the right time. You did look up at the right time. <laughs> and caught really the best part of any fight scene in this movie, which was a guy getting... Uh, a tracheotomy with a fucking pool cue. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, it's a mess. The story is incoherent. I would have to care more about it to give it worse than three bags. And I can't find myself caring much more about this movie. Tracheotomy. Tracheotomy. There you go. <laughs> there it is. Nice job. You were workshopping it for I was, a second. Yeah, I was thinking about it. I could the hear the gears turning. grinding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Um... I'm going to split from the group on this. I'm giving it a jocks. I think that God, you're dumb sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, but you're dumb sometimes. The the sh- I've seen some shit. You're lucky you're pretty. <laughs> <laughs> that that does get me through life a, a lot. Um, I've seen some shit. I've seen some low budget, unwatchable shit. This yeah, is just a, like a few, like a little bit ago, an hour. This I mean, I at one point, the three of you were on your phones. I never was ever tempted to pick up my phone and leave this movie. I was in awe of its terribleness Mm -hmm. i think that i think that its level of ineptness is is part of its strength in my rating i don't i'm not saying it's good i'm saying it's watchable that's something that makes it watchable the fact that the sheer volume of fights in it is something i mean at least there aren't long drawn out dialogue scenes of bullshit it's just the movie just gets to the next thing and the next thing only lasts for four seconds before dudes show up to start fighting so you've got that you've got the lady blowing up his house you've got that fucking insane car thing five minutes after that where a dude is just like we got away oh no and then they blow up for no reason Mm -hmm. you've got him just parking next to a sofa that he sees and immediately deciding that's where he lives now You've got that warehouse exploding. You've got the thing with the the quarters. You got that line of dialogue, that line of dialogue, which leads to the return of that guy who then gives a cool line of dialogue. And then that dude gets fucking impaled with a pool cue. 
there's yeah. a there's enough little tiny things in this to go. You know what? That okay. That's all right. The movie's shit. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it is twelve dollars, and BJ was right. Some of it seems to be filmed with a handy cam, and there, the the microphone was in the floor most of the time for no reason. They didn't if, take it out of the box. If it was anywhere nearby, yeah, it was like, in the floor. Like any scene in the police station, it's like they put the can- the the microphone in the hallway because you're hearing like random workplace chatter louder than you're hearing the dialogue of the movie. But I don't know. I I would say you know what? You should watch that dumb movie. So I I gotta get by definition I gotta give it a jocks. Okay. I think you should look for a supercut instead, and then give it at least two bags. You should recommend a supercut and give it two bags. Okay. I think I'm just gonna give it two bags right now. Um, no no yeah. supercut recommendation. Yeah, no, no. Uh, I mean, I'm almost in the three bag camp, but like, here here's the thing: is like there are there are a plethora of explosions. They actually kind of almost make me angry <laughs> because like, I mean, they're obviously stock footage, you know, all well, I mean, other than they did establish, they had an establishing shot of Gary Daniels house. That's the only one I think maybe they actually did. But then I'm like, I look at the rest of the movie. I'm like, you didn't blow up anything. Like you must have just had maybe a shot from that stock footage before it blew up that you inserted to say, here we are establishing shot. Right. Um, the only thing that like Gary Daniels does that like is kind of cool is like he has this like hype up before I go fight training thing where mm. he's you know he's wearing like his little spandex shorts and stuff and like I don't really, I mean I'm not saying like yeah cool he's in spandex shorts and all oiled up I mean if that's your thing that's great okay. but he's actually showing off like the moves that made him cool later yeah. in this in this scene like he is doing you know, super high kicks. He's doing uh, like the Van Damme style split between two chairs while lifting weights. I mean, it's just like he's like showing off like, all right, I, I see glimpses of the Gary Daniels that you will become. You're not here this early in your career. And it didn't help that you were in a movie directed by one of the most inept directors I think I've ever seen. This guy's made a lot of uh, more movies. I think a couple more with Gary Daniels, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you're right. And I hope he got better, you know, like he could have gotten worse. I mean, as far as not shooting enough coverage or having a script or whatever he did wrong, which is a multitude of things. But yeah, I <laughs> it's almost it almost approaches that level of for me of, yeah, if you're you you just need to see this because it is a truly bad movie. But yeah, man, it's a real bad one. Like it's if you know. If you know anything about the process of film, it will infuriate you even more. If you're just have simple human geography and logics, it will fuck it will fuck with you too. It's just bad. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. want to talk about it anymore. Okay. I, yeah. I could keep going on a soapbox about how bad this movie is, but almost watchable because of Gary Daniels and other dumb shit, but still not there. I'm sorry. Hmm. Anyway. All right. All right. Let's take a break, shall we? Welcome back. Hey, hey Bamcast. Hey, Bamcast. Half number two. Yeah. We have some movies to talk about. Yeah, we do. 
Um, we do. I saw two movies in the theater. But you, but you said Mine's you... video, so your theater stuff comes first. Okay. Well, uh, I, I didn't cover it last week when I should have, because I just didn't have time. But I finally went and saw Ant-Man and the Wasp. Hey, yeah. That's, All right. a, hey. uh, that's a new Marvel movie. That's a thing I should talk about. I want to see that. Um, strangely, I think I have to be extremely brief about this movie, because I feel like anything I want to talk about is going to be spoilery. Oh. Um, all I all I will really say that's not spoilery is not since the Guardians movies, maybe not the second one as much, but like this one is just a, a happy ass feeling movie. Mm-hmm. Like like I mean it's just like when it is over, I just had a great big old smile on my face. And you know, and I think it was like I needed that in a Marvel movie after Infinity War, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So this was just like, oh man, yeah, this is fun. Like it's fun. We're having good times. This, the fun stuff is happening here. Um, yeah, I, I. It's not that I don't like the first one. I really like the first one. I think I might like this one more though. I mean, I've only seen it the once now, but just initial initial impression was, I I enjoyed them not having to do setup and just getting right into it. Like, look, you know who all these people are. Is just here. Here's more adventures. Like, I felt like that. This movie needed that. Like. And you know me, I'm so, I'm a sucker for that's, origin stories. Yeah, but that's kind of been the secret of the good Marvel movies. Yeah. Is a lot of them are just like, all right, now we can just go. Yeah, I, I think the, I think the thing is, is like I like a good origin story movie for a character I care about. Scott Lang, I don't give a shit. I mean, it's he's fun in the movies. He's not you know, origin story, not that interesting. Mm. You know, like there's there's nothing super cool about how he became Ant Man. It's just like, hey, he's a criminal and having to break into this house, and they're like, hey, maybe you'd be a good Ant Man. You know, it's like it's, there's not much of a not much of a cool backstory or anything <laughs> right. like that. It's just like, hey, well, we can't use Hank Pym because he's yeah. an asshole in the comics. So you'll do. Yeah, like <laughs> you know, it's just like mm-hmm. I mean, if people would have just eventually been like, hey, not we're not watching fucking Hank Pym. He's a goddamn wife beater. You know, like we're not yeah. watching this shit. Um, but anyway, so it it's just it's a whole lot of fun. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's more I want to say, but it's it's spoilery. Like, uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah, fuck, I I, I can't. I can't even say it like a little bit like just I can't even say like what is I want to talk about because mm-hmm. that would even like you know I know what yeah okay um, okay yeah <laughs> I mean just it's one of those things like if you're keeping up with Marvel like I cannot say a thing about what I want to talk about that's basically know. the post credit scene I'm guessing yes okay it, it's it, fine everything everyone I don't has know said. any of it. Oh my God! The mid credit, the well, after okay. credit thing. If, if I can do anything, the, the the one that's after 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 the credits, don't bother. Just don't I mean, unless you're going to watch it at home. It's become like the joke. It's thing. not. It's barely, ever since the shawarma scene that it's barely even a joke though. Yeah. Like I mean, like I when it when it happened, like people in the theater were like, "Oh, that was bullshit!" Because you know, like I don't know why people are yelling at a screen like they can fucking hear you. But like <laughs> they mentioned, they were like, "That was as dumb as the one after Spider Man." I was like, the one after Spider-Man was fucking awesome. Like, that's such a good meta joke. I mean, mm-hmm. Captain America, like, how many more of these things we got to do? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. that's a great fucking joke. Like, you obviously didn't get it. <laughs> Even though it's not that hard or that deep. Mm-hmm. But, um, mm-hmm. anywho. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, I just realized that that's what she said. I just said <laughs> to myself. That is what she yeah, said. Yeah. Um, Fuck. All right. I don't. I don't have anything so move else to on. say. Yeah. To another movie that I want to see. Oh, oh, oh last well, thing. Last thing about Ant Man and the Wasp. Um, the I didn't look if it's the same young actress who played his daughter as the first one. It is. Is it? Yeah. She's fucking great. Yeah. And, and they're they're like her and Paul Rudd's chemistry is fucking amazing. 
Like I totally buy that that's his daughter. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like their family drama shit is so good. And it's not remotely spoilery, but like the few times that um Bobby Cannavale and, and Judy Greer show up, mm-hmm. like it's so much fun that they're like one eightied from the first movie. Oh, like good. they're like best friends now, oh, <laughs> like, right. all of them. And and I think it's because it's like, oh, you're a fucking superhero. That's cool. Like you know, forgive <laughs> all your other shit. Like mm-hmm. be a deadbeat dad from time to time. It's like it's so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, just that the whole family dynamic in that movie is so good. Cool. Um, but yeah, that's it's it's good, and you should see it. Okay. You want me to keep going? Yes. All right. Saw another yes. movie. I guess this one movie is actually newer now because I think it just came out this past weekend. Uh, today I went and saw Sorry to Bother You. I hear fantastic things mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. Wow. That is a <laughs> that is certainly a thing. That is a movie. It yeah. is. Um, whew, I, I, I've been trying to like piece together my thoughts about this since I walked out of the theater because um, obviously I, I, I don't want to be spoilery and I and I knew very little about this movie going in. Other than I was aware of who wrote and directed it in Boots Riley, only mm-hmm. from musically speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, okay, that's interesting. And then Lakeith Stanfield from, you know, being the greatest character on Atlanta. Yep. Um, I didn't really know anything else. Like, I didn't know nothing about the rest of the cast even. I didn't even, I didn't look at anything. I could discuss it if, unless you want to be as completely unsullied as I was. But the rest of the cast is fantastic. Um, I, like I said, I only saw a poster and was like, I'm, People are t- saying good thing about this. I want to go see it because I, you know, I think Lakeith Stanfield is great, mm-hmm. especially in Atlanta. So I was like, I need to see this movie. Um, rounding out the cast, uh, I'll just say it. Sorry if you can't, don't, mm-hmm. you know, don't want to know, but Tessa, I didn't know Tessa Thompson was in it. Yep. Um, Terry Crews is in it in mm-hmm. a smaller role. Uh, Danny Glover's in it. Mm-hmm. Didn't know he was in it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if you see a commercial for this movie, all those I, I hadn't. I mean, I know. I, I'm just saying. saying like, I mean, I'm just saying. If you see a Glenn, Glenn from the Rocky Walking Dead's in it. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> it's got a good cast. Yeah, I mean, and then like some voice roles were funny too. Mm. Um, because I don't know if you know anything about the movie, but I, I will try to be as unspoilery as I possibly can. It's. I, I I don't know if this will be spoilery, but I I've heard several people liken it most to They Live of all things, <laughs> the John Carpenter heard, They Live. Yeah, I've heard that same yeah. thing. Yeah, that, that's not completely inaccurate, but I would say it's like it's like if They Live met Office Space met also Idiocracy as directed by Michelle Gondry. Oh God, <laughs> that's what that's that's how I would put this movie together. Like okay. if I if I had to be like a water cooler pitch, that would be it. You know, like if I just had to say, like this is this meets this meets this, that's it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if that sounds weird or crazy, it's because it is. Okay. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if I even really want to talk about anything to do with the plot because I'll I'll I'll, I'll handle what happens in like the first ten minutes just to give you a setup. It's a dude played like played by Lakeith Stanfield. Mm-hmm. He's got Tessa Thompson as girlfriend, but like everything's portrayed like he's this loser like you know he drives a shitbox car he lives in his uncle's garage who's terry cruz his uncle mm-hmm. um and then it's just like i'm gonna get a telemarketing job that's gonna make everything better you know because you know i just need a job and mm-hmm. after that everything just gets fucking weird and crazy and you know i don't want to talk about anything else that happens after that but that's that's the base setup of this movie is like he's portrayed like this loser but it's like okay you have a super hot girlfriend yeah, okay, you live in a garage and you drive a shitbox car, but you're not doing that poorly, really. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I don't know. It's just, it's really good. I mean, I will say that. I guess I didn't say that off the bat. Uh, I highly recommend watching it. I don't think you can possibly prepare yourself for what this movie actually is or where it goes. It's one of those kind of movies, so which means it will not be commercially popular. 75% of crowds are going to be like, huh? <laughs> for like mm-hmm. all the entire movie. Um, but it's great. And if you're open to weird ass shit, it certainly is that. And it's, it's good at doing that. And there's some fucking hilarious stuff in this. Like there's, there's points where there's so much funny thrown in sometimes in the background that it's like, I definitely going to have to see this again. And I feel like this is one of those movies where it's like a year or two from now, like nobody will remember this movie. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, unless it gets some sort of award buzz or something like that, it just feels like one of those movies that's going to, that's going to fly sort of under the radar. And then it's going to become a cult classic. Like mm-hmm. it's just going to be one of those things where it's like, Holy shit. Have you seen this? Like when it gets to video, it, it, it'll start spreading like that. But I don't know. I just, mm-hmm. there was a decent crowd for going at, two o'clock in the afternoon yeah. <laughs> surprisingly on a Wednesday yeah on a Wednesday <laughs> but yeah I mean I just don't I don't know maybe it's doing better maybe word of mouth is spreading I, I don't know it's just it's a it's a it, tough sell for mainstream audiences is that, that the only theater it was playing at the one you went yeah. to or yeah. it is all over yeah I think it's okay. at a decent it's pretty wide theaters. yeah but I mean it's it was like this is opening week and it was in the when I was walking to the theater it was like max capacity 37 so it was already in like the t- pretty tiny ass theater yeah like in the very back of the theater, <laughs> so. Huh. But the, the solo theater. <laughs> yes. Aww. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I. It's really good. I mean, I know a lot of people aren't going to get to the theater to see it. But yeah, I. I might be able to convince Jen to go see it because it has Darius in it. Okay. Well, well it has Lakeith Stanfield. In it. Yeah. No. No. I'm. No. I'm just yeah. saying. Like. I. I don't know. There's shit that happens in that movie. I don't know. If your wife will be cool with. Oh no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, no, 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 not like, not, not the big one, not the, not the they red flag. They don't not, hurt any dogs. No, that's what I'm saying. Not, okay. not the red flag thing. I'm just saying this movie gets fucking weird and I don't know if you're prepared for, or she's prepared for how fucking weird this movie gets. Sometimes she is. Sure. <laughs> you never know sometimes. I, look, I, I don't know her as well as you do. I'm just yeah. saying like this movie gets fucking nut job by the end. Mm-hmm. I'm this close to texting you every time I watch something and it was like, well, you can't watch this random movie. I have. <laughs> Just go to doesthedogdie.com. I've done it I should start crowdsourcing. That. I've done yeah. it before. Like when it's a new movie, I was like, sorry to tell you this. You... <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. I, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's amazing. It's amazing. Crazy. Crying. Mm. Crazy. Oh, <laughs> it's, all, it's, it's, it's all amazing. The, it, it's all the uh, Aerosmith songs on that one album. Oh, so. good. Yeah. Uh, good <laughs> well let me tell you a tale about something i watched okay Ooh. i uh so i did something i never ever do which is i got i got an email from voodoo said hey how would you like three dollars off a digital copy and i'm like yeah i don't i don't want i don't really like to take a chance on stuff like that i'm gonna get the disc but there was something that was coming out that wasn't out on disc yet and i was like okay for 16 bucks i'm probably gonna end up owning that so let me just go ahead and spend the money and and we'll have a weekend. And my wife wanted to see this movie. I wanted to see this movie. So we'll watch it early. It'll be fun. That movie was Ready Player One. <laughs> you own Ready Player One now, huh? I wish I could delete <laughs> it from my Voodoo account. I I really don't understand you two's reaction to this movie. I actually re- recently rewatched it. So. So. OK. Mm-hmm. My, my, my main thought coming away from the film was like, OK, Spielberg made a movie. It is a well-made motion picture from a technical standpoint. 
I'm not going to argue with any of that. I'm not going to be one of those idiots who's like one star trash, pure trash, because from a technical standpoint, that is a well-directed, fantastic special effects motion picture. Mm -hmm. The story is trash. The story is garbage. And so I look, I was I was not one of those people who got swept up in the book either way, not like into the book or saying the book was problematic. None of that. I ignored the fuck out of the book. I literally know nothing about it except Mm -hmm. that some people really like it. And then there was this outcry on Twitter for a while where people were like, this is trash. I know all that happened, but I never took a side. So I went into this movie completely clean. Mm -hmm. There's no substance to this movie. It's all references. And most of them are just trinkets laying around in the background. And it's like, I'm, I recognize these things because I am a pop culture person. I'm wearing a pop culture t-shirt. I've got pop culture culture stickers on my car. I'm that kind of person. I recognize that the thing this object is coming out of is Gizmo's box from Gremlins. I get it. Why is it Gizmo's box from mm-hmm. Gremlins? Why does that matter? Why does any of the things in the background matter? Why do any of these props matter? Why do any of these references matter? None of them do. The only one that does is the movie's midsection, the second act, which is this long extended reference to a thing. I'm not going to say what thing it is Mm -hmm. because some people haven't seen it yet. And it took me by surprise and it took my wife by great surprise because that ain't in the book. Mm -hmm. The thing they do. So that is how you use a reference to something and do it well, because it is integrated into the story in a way that makes sense. And it's not just, hey, remember this? And then they dash off and do something else. So. When the movie was over, my wife, who is a fan of the, my wife, my <laughs> who was a, a fan of the book, asked me what I thought of it. And I hesitated to, to, to come out and say how much I disliked it because I knew she liked the book. So I kind of danced around the fact that I just didn't care for it. I was I wish we could delete it. And she said, I wish we could delete it, too. That is absolutely not what I wanted it to be. And this my wife was asking me like each week, like, is Ready Player One out yet? Can we see it? Because like we missed it in the theater because we had too much stuff going on. And she was like, when's it coming out? When's it coming out? So from the standpoint of someone who loved the book, she didn't like it. And from the standpoint of someone who completely ignored the book 100%, I didn't like it then. And the more I think about it, the less I like it. Like I can't. I keep just going back to things that are in it. And I'm just like, that's what did what was the point of that? And like my wife will explain things like, like, oh, well, you know, they they knew everything about 80s culture because they were trying to figure out this dude. Well, the movie doesn't do a damn bit of good explaining that to you. It just seems like pop culture at some point I, in the universe ended. I have to disagree with you there. I, I don't. I, I, I haven't read the book or anything, but I, I got that whole thing that basically everyone knows all this shit because all they've ever done is research this one asshole. It it didn't feel like. <laughs> Why is he an asshole? I don't. I really don't understand that. I please. I. I, I actually want to know why the negative reactions to this. Because he's basically laid out this path for everyone in the movie that the only way to have a good life is to like the shit I like. I don't really agree with that. I mean, I, I mean, I think it's like. I, I was more annoyed by it's thinly veiled. This is just Willy Wonka. Mm-hmm. That's all this is. It's yeah. it's Willy oh, yeah. Wonka at the chocolate factory, and you're the only one who wasn't an asshole. So I mean, you here's the weird thing: is I feel like I actually feel like the movie, and and I th- I I think the 
book is better than the movie. I don't love the movie. Mm-hmm. I just think the movie's okay and kind of fun to watch. Um, I feel like the movie actually did a better job explaining not... I felt like the movie took more strides to say, don't obsess about my life. You know, like everyone did because they were trying to cover all bases of it's obviously got to be about him. It's got to be about things he liked, you know, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's more, I th- I feel like it's more along the lines of the idea is if someone likes the same things I like, they will have the same vision for what I've created. And I, I don't think that's inherently a wrong, a bad thing. I, I do feel like it was written in a time before, the world was suddenly exploded and there's 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 literally no more no more such thing as hero worship like i mean right everything is immediately milkshake ducked you know like you can't <laughs> yeah like i mean they're, like i mean this was written in a time where it was like okay it's okay to you know we understand steve jobs is kind of an asshole but like it's okay to like and emulate or you know want to be him or want to do things that he's did but now it's like no he was an asshole he didn't recognize his daughter fuck him fuck him he's dead fuck him you know like i mean it's like the world is like there's no such thing as heroes anymore right i mean everything you know everyone's like, terrible well you know what i'm saying like i mean like you know, it's like not jeff gold <laughs> if the dude gets us to mars it doesn't That's matter it. people would be like elon musk is an asshole you know it doesn't matter you know i mean yeah he's proven that right now but well you don't yeah. say i mean it's like it doesn't matter anyone's accomplishments it's like it, they will focus on the, the worst things they've done they've been trying to even do it with people that have been dead for 50 years you know i mean i don't understand what, what the world's i understand not there's no such thing as a true hero but like to remove all hope, I mean, to like, I, I, I expect in like 10 years time, we're just, we're going to find out that like Mr. Rogers was a secretly a fucking Nazi. Like literally everybody that like anybody like tries to prop up as a hero is seems like somebody is hell bent on finding out something about them and tearing them down. People have tried with Mr. Rogers for like 25 <laughs> years. Sure. That well, man's clean yeah, as a whistle. We just had to make up stuff. Yeah. Whatever. I'm saying it, it, it's, it's yeah. coming from a point in time where as as far as hero work, quote unquote worship goes, it, it's it's not inherently a bad thing. I mean, I don't. I feel like we're we're now watching this through a lens of we've made it through, you know, tearing down of all heroes, the Me Too movement, everything else. It's like we're coming at it from a different era now, and I think in a way that's why it works to give it to someone like Spielberg, who is very much of the old school. You know, of like I still can recognize this. I don't think there's enough Spielberginess in it. Like, I feel like... Well, he purposely took it out. Well, no, I mean, like, I mean, I feel like there should have been extra care taken where maybe you cared about that his kind of shitty aunt died. You know, like, I mean, there should have been, like, a little bit more care taken to the family drama stuff, you know? Well, I mean, but, that's the thing, is, like, this movie is basically 10 minutes outside of Avatar world mm-hmm. with real people. The rest of it is is a CG nightmare. But, yeah, I mean, they... The, the villain of the movie is kind of goofy and not menacing which really makes the thing that he does in the mid section of the movie like odd like when he shows up at that place at the end they should have torn him apart right and they're just like grr hey we're here and you're a weird ceo grr you know it's like Mm -hmm. no they should have murdered him like on site for what he did and and it's not that kind of movie and that's that's what's so strange about it is that every step of the way, everything that they do, with the exception of, like I said, that 20 minute midsection, which is like, OK, this is rad. Like what you're doing here. And I'm not even a fan of that movie. Mm-hmm. That's that the whole midsection is about. I'm not a huge fan of it, 
but I was able to re- I was able to recognize, okay, this is cool. You're doing something cool with this. But it's like and I'll be as vague as I can. The the first clue that the guy figures out that gets him the first key seems so fucking obvious. Like this mm-hmm. entire corporation of people that have been hired to solve this puzzle didn't figure that out. Seems fucking dumb because it wasn't that hard to figure out. I overthought it. I was like, he's got a DeLorean. The quote is he's got to go back, use the DeLorean, which is a time machine to do time machine stuff with it. Mm. And that would be good. Not the literal fucking meaning of what he said, which was stupid. I use, just, use the, the more things. I think about that movie, the more all of its weird messages bother me. I just want them to use the things as more than a reference. Use them specifically as parts of a story. Mm-hmm. I, I And it was just... None of it rose beyond having a bunch of stickers on your car. It It really didn't. I mean... You know, I mean, I started reading the trivia like I'm seeing stuff in the background. I recognize that. Yeah, there's Pee Wee's bike in the background and there's the TARDIS over there and stuff like that. But I'm just reading more stuff in the background. It's like, oh, if you squint in this corner, you can see this and this. I'm just like, what the fuck is even what is the point of this? Like, who is this for? Like, I recognize that. So fucking what? (laughs) You know, it's like the Dark Tower was shit. And they stuffed that thing with like, oh, here's Cujo. Oh, that car looks like Christine. It's like gives a fuck like what does this have to do with anything your story sucks don't distract me by oh christine just drove by christine's a cool movie meanwhile back to this movie which sucks <laughs> at least in the dark tower uh for its foibles like that universe the stephen king literary universe dark tower universe is all sort of connected so a lot of those things do show up in the in books each, that would make books, sense yeah. but it's not that movie was a it's self-contained not, 90 minute train wreck it's, it's not contextualized yeah. necessarily but at least yeah. it has an excuse a better excuse i feel yeah i just and i just feel that way now like every stephen king movie comes out and it's just like fucking buzzfeed 13 things you didn't see in the background of it chapter two and it's just like just tell your story, man. Just, I don't know. Yeah. It's just sad. It made me sad. And it made me want to tear the decals off my car. I don't get it. I really don't. But whatever. It's you. You do you. It is. It's me. <laughs> no, I'm saying. No, I do whatever it's, you It's like. me, too. The more I think about that movie, the more I'm like, fuck it. Fuck that thing. It, it's, it's one of those, what is it, Salzburg and whoever movies where they're not even jokes. They're just references to things. Yeah, that's what that movie feels like. It, it feels like they and I, I think it's more the poten- the potential is what really gets gets me about it. It's a Spielberg movie about Spielberg movies. And he was like, I can't have my movies in this. That's not right. And mm. stripped all that stuff out. But you didn't know for the most part, he did. Not really. The DeLorean is produced by Steven Spielberg. I know, but when the T-Rex there, comes up. It is very much the Jurassic Park. T-Rex I know, but war. there were very specific references and there was supposed to be a huge section devoted to Close Encounters that they couldn't get the rights to Close Encounters, which blows my mind that Spielberg couldn't get the rights to his own movie, mm-hmm. but they couldn't do that. So, yeah. but I mean, he specifically said, like, I'm taking these things out. I'm not doing this. Yeah, I, I don't know, because I. To me, it's it, the references aren't what drive the plot. They are there 
because it's a world that exists with people obsessed with following the quest and the quest involves going back in time and being nostalgic, I guess. To me, it's like it, nostalgic isn't the driving force of the movie. It's just it's a byproduct of the the contest. I know, but that's just it's all we see. Like like I said, we're out of that universe for ten minutes. We're in the real world for ten minutes. And I get it. It's a fucking yeah. nightmare world and where stacks of RVs are on top of each other, and yeah. it's like, yeah, everyone should be in 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 and everyone VR. looks like an asshole wearing VR headsets. That they do. Yes. <laughs> No one will ever look cool wearing VR. No. Ever. There's no way to dress it up. There's no way to change it. You look like an asshole, and you always will. Yep. The the good thing about that, though, is you will have your VR helmet on, so you won't be able to see everybody mm-hmm. yeah. looking at you like you're an asshole. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Unless like, you're one of those losers who can't afford a VR helmet in the future. <laughs> like, in the, in the final 20-minute battle or whatever, like, the main bad dude's ride... Basically, like when he throws down and is like, okay, here's my vehicle of choice. At that point, the movie almost won me back because obviously. Um, but then I'm looking at this thing and I'm like, what design is that? I don't even know what I'm a fan of this thing and I don't know what they've done. Like, I don't know what this is. This is not familiar to me. And so even that was like. <laughs> so it wasn't referential enough for you? It, it was because I don't know what it was. I don't know what the reference was to. But it just a lot of it felt like that South Park trilogy imagination land of just like, oh, the Care Bears are over there. Hey, mm-hmm. there's Stripe. Oh, look, they're running. Oh, it's fucking Pokemon. I mean, it's like. Others had done this already. OK. Sorry. Yeah. You don't have to like it. I just I, I just don't understand. No, he I, does. He owns it now. I'm angrier than unusual because I paid that much for it. So <laughs> if it had just been a rental or something, I would have been like, you know, ah, whatever. But paid the less than two tickets to the movie theater would have cost i know i just it's an albatross around my neck now <laughs> yeah it's always going to be on his movies anyway it's always going to be right there well now i can watch it since it's, yes you can it's on your vooter yep. i can and my nanny get out of your vooter. i don't know like, like, how'd, you get, how'd you get in chuck's vooter get out of my vooter <laughs> you know how i got in his vooter <laughs> yeah i mean i like i said i don't think the movie's perfect at all i just like i was like in rewatching it i was just like yeah that's I think in rewatching it, I, you know, I divorced myself from trying to look for everything and just like watch the actual movie. You know, like the first time it was on a big screen, it was like, oh, thing, 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 you know. Yeah. And I did that. And then like I watched it again. I was like, all right, you know, I, I just I as think an adventure like, thing is a solely as an adventure thing. If you take all that out, it's like, it's all right. It's OK. Yeah. It's fun. It's a child's adventure thing. I, I once again, I was like, wow, this Spielberg child has a tragic family background but then it was just like and seven minutes later that's dealt with completely it just chuck i need you to read the book and then get back to me i do not want to do that i need you to read the book and then get back to me because i I need an people have tweeted things at me like oh in the book it's this and i'm like well fuck that (laughs) i think i I I think you should do your wife a favor and read the book i understand the changes that they made like the changes from the book to the movie because like there were things in the book that was just like watching this doesn't even with that I I just want to see this experiment out, and I want you to do it, okay. so I don't have to read the book. Well, uh, all right, I'll let you know when God, I. God, books take so long. They are. They're books very long. Suck. Books are terrible. I started reading. The, <laughs> movie, the movie's better than the book because it's done sooner. Right. All right. Over and <laughs> done. Universal. Fuck books. Movies is better than the books. The movie is. will always be better than the book because the movie takes two hours and the book takes like two fucking weeks. Exactly. I am. Uh... Books can fuck, <laughs> fucking off. 
I have books. started to read. Uh, Don't talk to me about books. I'm gonna talk to you about Get books. Fucking book it's a movie shit book. Out of it's here. a movie book. Books are trash. Cotton you know comes what books to Harlem. Are good for warming good, your hands. Is that a good book? Did you burn them? I started to read Cotton Comes to Harlem. Yeah, and it's an interesting experience so far. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm gonna guess it's not as good as the movie. So you know far, why? so far, no. Yeah. Because the movie's a movie. They had to bump it That's up, make it better. interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's written very colloquially. Oh. Yeah. Mm. So. When, um, when was that book written? 1477. Wow. Wow. How about that? Wow. It was only like a few years before the movie, wasn't it? Yeah, I think was it? so. Okay. I seem to remember it being like a pretty contemporary okay. thing at the time. Cool. So anyway. Hang on. Speaking I'll, of reading. I'll look it up. Okay. You want me to read an email? No. Oh, man. I would love to have an email read to me. <laughs> would you? That, that sounded somewhat sarcastic. No, it's what I need. <laughs> I'm going to lighten the mood here. Uh, <laughs> one of our loyal, loyal writers, Jay from Vegas, says, I need your help, Banffcast. Okay. Hey, BMF crew. Jay is here, and I have a problem, but I'm going to give you the abridged version. I recommended Rocky Horror to a girl in her early 20s, and she fucking loved it. After I recommended it, I learned she has zero experience with musicals and is desperate for more recommendations. I don't want to give her the rest of my top five, Little Shop of Horrors, Xanadu, Grease, Hedwig, because I feel like I'm setting us up for failure. So where would you go with this? I'm leaning towards Disney with Little Mermaid, Aladdin, and Mulan, but I'm open to any suggestions as to where to go now that I set expectations so damn high. Oh, and without any prompt on my part, she saw The Greatest Showman, so I think Moulin Rouge and Chicago should also be on the list. Thanks in advance, Jay, sent from my nine physical copies of the Rocky Horror Picture Show on various home video formats. I need to actually pull that email Stretch a little before we get into this one. (laughs) Um, The obvious uh, uh, answer is the apple. (laughs) True. I I think you have to work to the apple. I mean, his list immediately invalidates, like, Anything I would say is a good gateway musical. I mean, you don't want to go to like hardcore musicals, Singing in the Rain, and yeah, you do. No, you do. You, I, was, you go, I, was, I was about to say yeah. that's immediately where you like, go. Singing in the Rain is great. Yeah, for you go a, there first before Little Shop of Horrors. Yes, yes. absolutely. Oh, yeah. Little Shop of Horrors is insane for a twenty-year-old. Yeah. Little Shop of Horrors is insane. It is, but it's great. <sighs> that's not an entry-level musical. Singing in the Rain. You've heard a lot of the songs before. The dancing is is great. Um, it's a light story. For it the will, most part, it will put a smile on your face the yeah. entire fucking movie. It will make you happy about life and everything yeah. after. And in fact, actually, maybe that's the only reason you don't lead with Singing in the Rain is like that's something you come in is like a maybe that because that could be a recovery, you know, a palate cleanser. Well, I'm saying like, OK, you show her one. She's like, eh, I don't know about that one. He's like, fucking Singing in the Rain. Bam. Guaranteed. <laughs> uh, lead Bam. with Chitty Chitty Bang Bang then. Well, I was going to say, if you, if you want to step into the world of Gene Kelly, maybe do an American Paris. Maybe because, like, you know, if you want to do some classic ones, um, mm-hmm. me, I will always go for West Side Story. Sure, absolutely, because the songs are phenomenally well written throughout yep. that, and some of those scenes get huge mm-hmm. for a musical. Mm-hmm. I like Oklahoma. Never seen it. I like it. Mm. Oh, please. <laughs> um, and this is this is dumb, but I love South Park. Bigger, longer, and uncut. It's basically sure. a musical. I was going to yeah. suggest that too, but that seemed yeah. like it was on the band list with the other cool musicals. Well, I nah. mean, I don't think he's saying like you know. I, I think it's more like 
these are the things I, I love near and dear, and I need to know if you're going to be on board with them before I get to them. What was the one? What was the one that she loved? Uh, Rocky Horror. Rocky Horror. So if you want to, if you want a quick and easy gateway from Rocky Horror, try um, Repo, the genetic opera. I feel like that's a that's a segue from Rocky Horror. I, I I'm just baffled that we can say we're starting with Rocky Horror, but then Little Shop of Horrors is too much. Singing in the rain is next. No, he's just saying he's setting he's setting himself up for failure. Yeah, you can't. It's like making a good mixtape, man. You can't blow all your, your wad all at once. You know, like you got to uh, ease in. Front load the mixtape. No, no one's going to listen past five songs. <laughs> See, this is why you guys aren't living life right. I'm living Chuck, life quite right. Chuck, do you even know how to make a mixtape? Yes. Yeah. Front load the. Front Nobody's going to list tape. past five songs. Nobody are you listens. insane? No. No. Yes. Yes, no. you are. You don't know how to make a mixtape. I make a mix EP. No, you don't. I do. No, you don't. You don't make a mix Fine. EP. Whatever. Y'all talk about your favorite musicals. You suck. <laughs> we just know eventually. Chuck is shutting down. We'll just we'll just put good Chuck out of the way. Eventually, Grease Two will be said. I wasn't going to say Grease Two. You were going to say. Why would it? If he says no Grease, why would I say Grease Two? I don't think those things were off the he's list. He's not saying Chuck. no. He's not saying don't ever show them. He's right. just saying. Like, I know. He's saying I don't lead with these next ones. Right. Where would you guys go instead? But that list is like, yeah, that's the, I mean, what are you doing? Like, that's not a bad list. And it's not, I mean, just do it. Do it. Life is fucking short. Watch fucking Little Shop of Horrors if you right want, now. If you want other gothy shit, watch Repo. Um, fuck, what else is there? Uh, I'm trying to think of like anything else that's like kind of, I mean, you know, you can watch the Tim Burtony shit, but mm. Like Sweeney Todd? Mm-mm. No, it's not very no. good. No, not Sweeney Todd, no. No, no, I'm just saying, like, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to, like... Not piv- the Tim Burton version. No, I'm trying to, like, pivot into, like, you know, some gothy shit, but, I mean, there's not, there's honestly not a lot in there. I, I, I mean, if you- she's gothy, you know... Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before yeah, Christmas. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's... Mm. Or Coraline, or... Coraline a musical, though, really? Is it? Well, that Is was just a, a straight up... Oh, like, Is it like straight a, up? I can't remember. I seemed... All of the... Tim Burton thing things come with like tinkly music to me. Um, tinkly. Uh, if, if you're like feeling, pee-pee. if you're feeling yeah. bold, um, some that I would recommend. Um, look, religion aside, Jesus Christ Superstar is a fucking phenomenal movie and like full of good ass music. And that film version is amazing because Ted Neely's like heavy metal Jesus, and it's so goddamn good. Anyway, moving on. Hair, hair is great. You get Treat Williams. Dancing, Beverly D'Angelo, um, directed by Milos Foreman. It's fucking great. The hair uh, has a great soundtrack. The movie is fucking nuts. <laughs> the movie's fucking wonderfully nuts. Um, anyway, uh, shit, shit, shit. Uh, if you want another off-the-wall one that I don't think enough people have seen, uh, the, um, what's the guy? Reefer Madness, the, the movie musical, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, otherwise, like, hit the big ones. I mean, watch yeah, The Wiz. So- so the live stream chat mm-hmm. has a few. Okay. Uh, Blues Brothers being recommended by uh, TTBF. Musical-esque, sure. Yeah. I mean, by that count, I, mean, I was making reference to it earlier. You might as well say High Fidelity. That's but it's almost the same count. It's almost a fucking yeah. musical. Yeah. Also, uh, votes from Evan for Guys and Dolls and Fiddler on the Roof. Fiddler on the Roof is pretty good. I really like Fiddler on the Roof. Yeah. yeah. I have never seen a uh, screen adaptation, but I've seen it on stage, and I love it. Um, I'm generally not a huge Android Weber, Tim Rice fan. Like, I mean, I love Jesus Christ Superstar. Um, but the other one I fucking adore to death and I absolutely love the, the film version is Evita. I mean, that's, that's, that's a tough sell for a lot of people because they're like, fucking Madonna, get out of here. That movie's fucking 
amazingly directed. And Antonio Banderas in like the best version of Antonio Banderas you will ever see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the same. Um, yeah. you know, I mean, you could. Yeah. I mean, you can always do shock treatment. I mean, it's not it's not Rocky Horror, but it's it's got some catchy songs in it. I was just looking at 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 the email again, and so she just saw The Greatest Showman. Mm-hmm. That's that's fucking high energy right there. That's, yeah. Uh, across the universe. If you like, I have somebody at work who listens to that soundtrack constantly. Okay. Jukebox. There are some weird choices in that movie. As far as like how the songs are presented. Well, like which songs are presented? Oh, like what? Like, isn't one of them for the benefit of Mister Kite? Mm-hmm. That's the one that the user does, I believe. Why? I haven't seen the movie, but I'm like, man, who said, man? You know what? I would really want to cover. For the benefit of Mr. Kite. I don't care for that film. Yeah. So, I agree with you. Okay. <laughs> All right. I mean, but if it's it's weird and it's it's super stylistic, which I would say is Rocky. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's why Rocky Horror works. Yep. Well, I think that's plenty of recommendations. Okay. But his original list, pretty good. Mm-hmm. So just like pepper them <laughs> in there. Also, I, I would ask if you if you like Hedwig, have you ever um, watched uh, Velvet Goldmine? I'd just throw that back out because, like, if you like Hedwig, you should like Velvet Goldmine. I just had a had a thought because um, Disney musicals were mentioned. Um, I don't think many of them are great. I mean, Aladdin's got catchy songs, but a lot of, mm, a lot of Disney Mary music. Poppins. It's goofy, it's charming, it's easy to digest, the mm-hmm. songs are good, it's got lots of cute stuff in it, and then pair that up with either Singing in the Rain or Chitty Chitty. Yeah. Do a double feature one night and then move on to the next one. Or, fuck, I mean, eventually you need to see The Sound of Music. I mean, I'm not saying it's one of my favorites, but I feel like it's a thing you, you see <laughs> when talking musicals I don't really like the I, I music from Sound of Music so I, <laughs> really? I can't yeah I can't ever think of that movie whenever anyone mentions it without thinking of that gif of her holding <laughs> her Uzis holding and spinning her and shooting yeah. the Uzis yeah I, yeah I just don't really like the music from Sound of Music I don't know it's got a lot of catchy songs in it. I mean I'm not a huge fan of Sound of Music I don't I hate the title track you know that mm-hmm. operatic bullshit that, I think that triggers my thing that like you know he hates about Freddie Mercury. Like when I hear her do fucking sound and music, it's like, oh Jesus, come off yep. your goddamn high. And I would, I would recommend staying the fuck away from opera. It's not, mm. it's not the same, but just like all opera. Yes, because it's trash. <laughs> well, we're just cold stance. We are the hot take cast <laughs> yeah, yeah. here. Books all and right. opera. Yeah. fuck off. Yeah, we are high class here. And if you decide that you want her to break up with you, go for Dancer in the Dark. <laughs> Thank you. I'll throw out one more, even though everyone in the room will look at me like I'm crazy. Best little whorehouse in Texas. I'm not. That, that movie's fucking great. Yeah, it is. All right. I, I love musicals, so I keep going, but I'm not going to. No, let's not. Uh, Voyage of the Rock Aliens. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> like, like I said. <sighs> yeah. So. BJ. Yeah. If someone wants to give us some musical recommendations. 
because we have not covered all of the musicals thus far. However, if there's one we didn't cover, BMF at BMFcast.com. Easy peasy. I got that one. Next. If they want to call us, what do they do? 9105-JOCKS-BMF, 9105-556-9263. If they want to follow us on the socials, all of them. Go to BMFcast.com and look on the right-hand side. There's a bunch of buttons. Click them. What if they want to get exclusive bonus content that they can't get anywhere else on the internet? Pay us, motherfuckers. Patreon.com slash BMFcast. Okay. I mean motherfuckers in the nice way. Mm-hmm. Yes. In the Samuel L. Jackson way. As in the kind that creates children. It doesn't have to it's create a nice children. way. Right? Just the nice way. Okay. The Not nice. a specific the nice, nice way. nice motherfucker. Just a nice way. Just don't do any kick. Yes. Do beforehand. not do kick or your child will be armless and legless. No, Nine bad. out of ten kids recommend kick. <laughs> No, only one. Okay, one out of one ten out recommends of ten. being able to kick. <laughs> Nine out of ten kids can't kick. Yeah, there we go. Because they don't have arms or legs. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's good to be back. Welcome yeah. back, brother. Thanks. Well, is that all? I think are that's we, it. Are we good? <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think that awkward silence says yes. Okay, well, let's get out of here, shall we? All right. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Bamcast Out. Bamcast Out.